0: The text that calls for our attention on this Christmas Eve comes to us from Matthew chapter one, and especially these words, when Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name, Jesus. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Naming a child. Oh, there are many things to do when there is a new child that is coming, but in many ways this one task of naming the child seems to tower above the rest. Even dads, who sometimes are a little tentative to become involved with all of the other preparations that must be made for a coming child, tend to want in on this choice. I mean, after all, the very first question likely asked once the birth of a child is announced will be this. Do we have a name yet? And this is true even in our day where names ultimately have little meaning at all. I mean, we name our children after pop culture icons or just because we like the sound of a name. We rule out names because we have a bad association with them in the past or just because somehow we think that our child would not fit this or that name. I mean, when someone asks why a name was chosen, there's always a story, but we have to admit it's not usually a very deep story if we are honest. We chose it because it was in a movie or a book we liked. We chose it because it would ensure that that child would not end up with initials that would end up making them the subject of ridicule in middle school. I suppose the closest to depth in name change, I suppose the closest to depth when it comes to naming our children that we get is when we give a name that is to remind us of a relative that has left us years or decades ago. We're not really that concerned as modern people about what a name means. Oh sure, years later, someone will read something about the meaning of names and find out what their name actually means. But in most cases, that meaning will not alter or affect their life much. I mean, I found out that Philip means lover of horses many years ago, and I've still never even owned one horse. Yes, what a name means is not exactly the leading factor we use in determining how we will name our children. But it was not always this way and it was not always so among the children of Abraham. Jacob, you might remember, was renamed Israel because he literally wrestled with God and won. Israel means struggled with God or prevailed. There's one poor kid in the scriptures who got the name, the Lord is departed Israel because when he was born, the ark, that very assurance of God's presence with his people, it was carried out of the temple over the dead bodies of his grandfather and father by the enemies of God. Well, yes, that young child named Ichabod in Hebrew could never forget what it was that had happened when he was being born. Finally, the prophet Isaiah decided to give his second son a real whopper of a name, that name was Mahar Shahala's Hazbath. Try finding a personalized item with that name on it at Walmart. But That name, which roughly translated means something like run to the spoils, was given to remind the children of God that Assyria would soon come and they would indeed run to all the spoils that God's people had collected over years in the promised land. These names all meant something. Oh, I'm sure not all people back then named their children with such great thought or tried to capture exactly what was going on with God's people at the very moment of their child's birth. But some did. Mary and Joseph, well, they had quite a bit on their plate, we could say. First, there was the whole issue of the conception of the child, which caused no doubt much confusion and misunderstanding until an angel arrived to clear everything up. The whole story of a pregnant virgin engaged to a man who was not the father surely caused all sorts of trouble for them, not to mention their families and their communities. But then there was also another thing to attend to. There was, at least for them, a very inconveniently timed census to attend to. They would have to travel while Mary was with child, Now, I've seen how travel can go with a pregnant wife in a vehicle that rides pretty smoothly. I have to figure that riding on a donkey surely didn't help any of the symptoms Mary might have experienced. And then there was their arrival in Bethlehem, and that difficulty of finding out exactly where they would stay since that town was so full of their relatives and strangers. But there was one thing they would not have to worry about the name. No, Jesus would not end up being named Caesar's census child, whatever that would have been in Hebrew. In one sense, he would not be named by Mary and Joseph at all. Oh, to be sure, Joseph would be the one who would deliver the name that was chosen to the world, but it was God himself who had chosen the name. And the name that God had chosen, well, was a rather simple one, truly, Yeshua, In Hebrew, or Jesus, in Greek pronunciation. Oh, nothing as complex as Isaiah's second son. To be honest, it was probably a name that other children in those days had as well. But while others might have been given the name for earthly reasons, Jesus would be given his name due to heavenly reasons. And so what does Yeshua, or Jesus, mean? Well, simply this. God saves. It is one of the most basic teachings put forward on every page of the scriptures. God saves. It was a truth that was proven true at the time of the exodus, during the judges and the kings and the return from exile. God saves. But now that phrase that had always meant so very much to God's people would finally have its full meaning revealed. God saves. For now God's work would not just be salvation from times of trouble or periods of political oppression or from nations and enemies, but now he would save his people in the grandest sense of them all. He would save them from the trouble that Adam and Eve and each of their descendants, you and I included, had brought into the world through our prideful thoughts and deeds. He would save them from the oppression of sin that held on so very tightly so that no one in humanity could even have a moment to try to serve God rightly. He would save them from their greatest enemy, the evil one who had brought all of this chaos and all of this horror into the world so long ago. Yes, now in ways never seen before, God's will would be done, his kingdom would come, and he would deliver his people from the evil one. Yes, tonight we proclaim the baby is here, the birth has happened, Joseph and Mary are parents. And we ask, well, do we have a name yet? And Joseph beams with pride and says, oh, yes. We have a name. He has a name. God gave him his name. His name is Yeshua, Jesus. God saves. And as the one hymn says, we confess this Christmas Eve. How sweet the name of Jesus sounds in a believer's ear. It soothes our sorrows, heals our wounds, and drives away our fear. The baby is born. He will live for you. He will die for you. He will rise for you all to save you. So leave your sorrows here tonight. Your wounds tonight are in him healed. All fear is gone tonight. For you are saved. His name tells you why he is here. There in the manger is God himself. He has come to save you. For he is God saves. And yes, God does save. Even you. Rejoice. Amen.